spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. You know, as we prepare for Easter, uh, there's some uh, parents out there that uh, would like to give their kids an Easter egg hunt, as tradition states. We've got uh, the uh, we've got the potato advocacy group, uh, Potatoes USA, as you well know. That's right. They have been promoting the very idea, popular in my house. They've been people. promoting the idea that has declared 2023 the year of the Easter potato. So uh, basically, what we've got is uh, painting real eggs is too expensive. Uh, and there are some parents out there that have gone on social media and said we're opting for Easter potatoes. They're dead to me. This is outrageous. Okay, no kid wants a here. potato. Yep. No, no kid wants a potato. They want an Easter egg, and they want a real one, or they want it filled with cash, or they want it filled with the jelly beans. A bag of russet potatoes. It's a five-pound bag. Yeah, five-pound bag $3. of potatoes. $3.87. $3.87 is pretty good. That's good. One egg is $3.87 from what I understand. Let's see. It does an egg price. Okay. It's going to run you. Look at the research you're doing oh, on the Oh, my floor. Lord. How much? Well, the last I looked, this was this was uh, March, okay, uh, five seventy two. Uh, five seventy two. Okay. Is there a crack in my egg? What is, a- why does my egg have a uh, street value? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Can you imagine people like tonight? Hey, uh, uh, invite your friends over. We'll be uh, coloring potatoes. I don't think that works. No, I don't think it works Here's what parents are saying, Chad. Potatoes are less fragile than eggs and easier for kids to hold, so why wouldn't we have Easter potatoes? Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. It's very weird. It's very odd. By the way, real eggs in Arizona Sun, you know, on Sunday, it's going to be 92. Those real eggs aren't going to do well in the sun. They are not going to do well. I just want to say that, too. All right. You're the one with the small children. Uh, What would happen if Charlie, four and a half years old, went on the Easter egg hunt, but it wasn't eggs, it was a potato? Would she be happy? She would would not be happy. She She would would be very upset, and there would chances are, especially when she finds out they're mashed. (laughs) And that's (laughs) that's probably going to anger her, (laughs) and uh, she's going to be very upset by the entire situation. So uh, I think, uh, look. Plastic eggs with the jelly beans, and maybe you put some quarters in there, $100 bills or diamonds like we do for all the kids. Uh, That's fine. Uh, But no, I mean, that's the plastic eggs are totally good. They're cheap. You can go like to the dollar store and get like, you know, God knows how many of them for virtually Uh, nothing. We recycle our plastic eggs. We we keep them uh, for, uh, you know, last year. For many, many years. There you go. All right. U.S. economy. Big jobs report today. 236K. 236,000 jobs. What does it mean? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's a good jobs report. It's 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 a little bit better than I think some people expected about what the experts said they were expecting to have. But does it mean we're on the right path? What kind of jobs have we created? A lot of what's happening out there is now people are starting to look and say, if you ask the average person, inflation is it hasn't gone anywhere. Mm. The rising interest rates are crushing people who have credit card debt, and people are starting to get very nervous about. Thanks. Yeah. And their jobs, the slowdown in their jobs, the and what jobs are being created? Are they $50,000 a year jobs or are they part-time jobs? That's a big thing, man. I'm not quite sure. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, storm clouds ahead for the economy. We keep hearing cracks yeah. in the economy. Uh, it's almost like people are preparing us for a recession. Um, I don't know if it's going to hit. 
I don't think it's going to be 2008. Most experts don't think it's going to be 2008. It's just going to be a rocky bit of, of the rest of the year. I think we're going to put up with bad gas, high gas prices, high inflation. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that there are going to be some jobs that are cut. The tech industry is cutting a lot of jobs. Yeah. But when does the rest of businesses start to McDonald's, cut? McDonald's today. Let it known today, they cut a lot of jobs. The people that stayed took big pay cuts in a lot of areas. Uh, they're revamping the way that they're doing their drive-through. There's a lot of things going on. Now we're starting to see stuff that hits you. McDonald's isn't struggling, you would think. But the facts are, is everybody struggling right now when it comes to the bottom line? Stuff's more expensive to get. They're trying not to pass everything off to the customers. They're making serious decisions. Yeah, this is this is the stuff you need to worry. Like the tech world, we were talking about earlier. There are people that are saying, I made $190,000 last year. What'd you do? Nothing. I work for Meta. I work for, for Instagram. I work for, yeah, what'd you guys do? They hired me to do stuff and then I didn't do anything. Yeah. They didn't give you anything to do. No, nothing. So that's to why do. we're seeing tech start yeah. to cut. They overhired in certain areas. And at the same time, the areas that, that they thought that they were going to grow in didn't blossom. Right. But they didn't do anything about it because they, because for a lot of these tech companies in particular, there is a situation where you don't want to lose potentially good people. So you'll just pay them to do nothing, which is a phenomenal job to have. Yeah, but you know what? I think a lot of people would be like, I'm so bored. I want to do something. You're paying me something. Give me something to do. Yeah. Let me help. Because after a while, if you're not doing anything, you're like, it makes the day a lot longer. Well, the, the, it, that would be if you had to sit somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but if you're going to go do some yogurt <laughs> oh. and, a, and get a massage. Well, that's it. That sounds like and, a great job to me. Google and Meta, they all got this like, hot yoga. Yeah. You go, or they got it right at the place. Um, a- here's a story out of Phoenix, Chad, that I think it's infuriating. Um, we always talk about two seconds is too long. We always talk about don't leave a kid around water. Truth. And I think a lot of people think, well, that's the pool. It's not always the pool. Uh, there was a uh, there was a guy who had a, a seven month old son. I'm not calling him a father for a reason. There's a guy, and he had unfortunately had a seven month old son. Well, what did he do? Oh, that's right. His son woke up from a little nap, a bit sweaty, and this guy said, "Okay, I'm going to give him a bath." All right, so he put the baby in the uh, bathtub, which is what you do, and then he went and played video games, and the kid's dead. So he put a child. Now, how old was the baby again? Seven months. Seven months. Old. I'm going to let you guys know this. I have a uh, uh, almost five-year-old uh, at seven months, at a year, at a year and a half, two years. That was never happening. Never. Never. So this guy told the police, hey, I, I could see into the bathroom through the one-inch slit between the door and the frame. Obviously, you couldn't. I heard the child splashing the water while he was sitting there. He wasn't sitting. And then I continued to play video games for another 10 minutes, and I couldn't believe it when I went back to the, to the, to the, to the bathroom. Kid was dead. Do you believe that he could see or hear? No. Why? Because he had his headphones on playing video games. That's right. That's why I know he wasn't. Oh, that's not a mistake. No. That's the thing. Kids drown, and it's an awful, awful thing. A lot of times it's a mistake. Is it preventable? Yes, of course it's preventable. But a lot of times it's a mistake. You know what's not a mistake? Placing your kid in the bathtub. When you, like when a kid drowns, does anyone place the child in the pool? No. 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 The child falls into the pool. Gets one way or another gets in the pool. Nobody places the kid in the pool and then walks away. 
This guy placed the kid in the water and walked away because his video game was more important than his own son. And here's the outrageous part. I mean, it's all outrageous. He was booked into jail on one charge of child abuse. Yeah. No. We have talked about leaving your kid in the back seat of a car and the kid dies. Horrible. It's an accident, though. Nobody does that on purpose. Well, so a lot of people well, have done that on purpose. Some have done it on purpose because they want to murder their child. You're right. Most of the time, it's not like that. I, I can't believe this story. I can't believe anyone. Like, we've even talked about, you're giving your kid a bath, and then your cell phone rings in the other room. Do you go and get it? The answer is no. You don't go and get it. You let it ring. You let it go to voicemail, and you watch your kid in the, in, in the water. Yeah. This guy didn't even have the decency to do that. No. Oh, it's horrible. just horrible. Horrible indeed. All right. Coming up next, how about this great story? A miracle last night, Chase Field. Um, we had an officer in Phoenix, Arizona, get shot eight times. And guess what he did last night? Threw out the first pitch of the D-backs game. Indeed. You know who was standing next to him? Who was that? Our next guest. Stick around. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Officer Baldivant returns to Chase Field after nearly a year and a half of intensive rehabilitation, accompanied by his wife Chelsea and D-backs legend Luis Gonzalez. He is here to throw out tonight's ceremonial first pitch. D-backs fans, please help us welcome and show our support for Officer Tyler Moldovan. It's incredible. Last night, uh, he stood up and he threw a strike, and the crowd went nuts. It was a really cool moment, uh, and, you know, standing right next to Tyler Moldovan, it's our next guest, one of the greatest uh, D-backs of all time, World Series champion, Luis Gonzalez. Gonzo, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Man, you were there. You stood right next to Tyler. You saw him, you know, throw the pitch. Oh, my gosh. What was going through your mind? I was watching you watch him, and it was really something. Well, that was the first time that he stood up in front of his family and friends, too. So that's what made it that much more special. His wife, Chelsea, had told us he's going to try to stand. And we were like, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. So uh, he had been practicing with her for two weeks to get this down without telling anybody. So, you know, with all his uh, other law enforcement officers that were there and his family and friends up in the suite, I think they were just as surprised as everybody was. This guy's had an unbelievable battle, but he's a fighter it's been pretty uh, miraculous to see how far he's come. Hey, give us a sense of what it was like, you know, being there last night in the crowd, seeing him go out there, and then, of course, standing up after, you know, everybody knows the story, what happened to him, being shot uh, as, as a guy unloaded on him, a criminal scumbag. Mm. And uh, give a sense of what it was like to be out there and that sense of the feeling. I have my uh, foundation, the Gonzo's Hometown Heroes, which always honors uh, first responders. And I've always had a passion for what these people do each and every day when we're running away from harm and they're going into every the line of fire and things like that. So I took the perspective as Chelsea and, and Tyler went out on the field. I wanted to get away. I wanted them to have that moment. I didn't want to be in the background of, of you know, that special moment that they had. So I told her... Uh, uh, as soon as you get him up, just let me know. I'll hand him the ball, and I'll get out of the way because I wanted them to share that moment together. And, man, what I, I, I have goosebumps. I mean, I've been able to do some incredible things, like with the World Series, the bottom of the ninth in, in 2001 there. But 
that is something that I will never forget being a part of that out there on opening day with seeing uh, how his journey and how hard he's worked to get to where he's at right now. It's it's a strong passion they have, man. They're believers and they've uh, carried this journey with their families and stuff. And, and his wife is unbelievable. She is uh, she is just as strong as he is to be right by his side for every step of the way. Gonzo's joining us from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Tyler Maldivan threw out the first pitch. You know what? I'm so glad you said that, too, because I think a lot of people, Gonzo, they say, yeah, Tyler Moldovan, is there anybody who's tougher in the state of Arizona? Well, maybe his wife. Think of what she's gone through. They were newly married. They're young. And all of a sudden, her husband, in in uh, the blink of, the eye, of an eye, takes eight bullets. And she's got to be as strong a, a, as ever. So you really got that feel from her, too, didn't you? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And, and uh, just a personal bond alone with, with them. I, I got to meet them a few months back. I had a softball game for uh, for the police out at uh, Chase Field and uh, just meeting him. And then when I got home, my kids are like, oh, we went to school with him because he went to Chaparral High School. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So there's there's ties there. You know, you just you don't realize that until, you know, something tragic like that happens. And I was like, oh, my gosh, now it's all tying together. And um, his family, not his wife, Chelsea, is she's a gem, man. And then his family, her side of the family and his, uh, they've connected even stronger. And their their faith is unbelievable. And just just to see their journey to where they're at. And, they're, and he continues, man. He's, he's unbelievable. He's a champ. I mean, he was, I kept teasing him. I go, are you nervous? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really nervous. I said, when did it start? He goes, when you guys asked me to throw out the first thing a couple weeks ago. Hey, Gonzo, you know, the other thing, you talk about his family. Let's not forget the police and the first responders that also rallied around them. Having them out there last night to see him throw out that first pitch uh, just reminds everybody that this is a not only a dangerous job, but they're a family. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And and, and like you said earlier, the, the, the unnoticed ones are the, uh, are the families because they, you know, when their husbands or wives leave the house, it's, it's that unsure if they're going to come back or not. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a career that they chose to have because they want to serve and protect our community. And that's why, I, you know, I have a strong passion for them, what they do. And uh, I'll, I'll always be there in support of those guys uh, throughout my life. Tyler Maldivan threw out the first pitch of the D-backs game. Luis Gonzalez was right there uh, watching and, and cheering him on and handing him the baseball. So you met him before then. I think what a lot of people out there want to know is, what is he like? It was such a devastating incident, shooting. Does he speak? Does he understand what you're saying? That kind of stuff. I think people are intrigued by that and want to know how he's healing. And, and do you have a sense of that by speaking to him? Yeah, no well, I mean, they, they didn't give him a chance to survive. I mean, actually, no. I think his his family had gone in to, to kind of see him for the last time. And this guy, he will not give up. He's a fighter, and um, he speaks, and he, he, he recognizes things. He acknowledges everyone around him. And, uh, you know, and the biggest thrill for me was after he threw out the first pitch, going down the line, uh, you know, a couple of our players went over, you know, the Dodgers side, Mookie Betts ran over to say something to him as we were leaving down the right field line. And then all the fans, our fans, the Dodger fans, everybody just acknowledging uh, what an incredible human being he is. 
and uh, the battle that he's had to go through for him and his family. Yeah, what a moment. Hey, Gonzo, thanks for joining us and telling us about it. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Anytime. Yeah, I mean, uh, what a celebration we're all going to have on Sunday for Easter. Tyler Moldovan. That's something to celebrate as well. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have a fantastic Easter as he continues to recover. And last night, throwing a strike and standing up on the mound, it was beautiful. All right, if you're thinking of uh, ditching the glasses and contacts, look into King LASIK now and get both eyes for just uh, 3500 bucks With this $2,000 savings and 0% financing for 24 months, OAC, uh, LASIK with Dr. King is only 146 a month. Go to kinglasik.com slash Arizona for complete details. Up next, story time on the Gatos and Chat Show. It's story time. Gatos and Chad Show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look at their personal lives. All right, let's get all warm and fuzzy on this uh, Good Friday. Uh, I'll go first, uh, Chad. Really, Just got uh, back from Atlanta on a Tuesday. My brother, the doctor out there, and his uh, wonderful wife got to see them, got to see my two nieces. Now, one of the great things in my life was becoming an uncle, okay? Uh, and, you know, 15 years ago, I became an uncle. Little Ellie was born, and little Ellie is now driving. Goodness gracious. Cassie was born 12 years ago. She's, gonna, she's probably, she's probably going to be driving in a couple of years. Watching your family members grow up, it's fascinating, because I'm not in Atlanta all the time. I get to see the girls, you know, I text them. Now they've got a phone. That's kind of cool. Uh, but I still, it's funny. I don't wonder if this is the same with you. So Ellie's 15, Cassie's 12. I still see them as their three. I still look at them and I know that they're, they're growing up. They're becoming amazing women, <laughs> but my heart still looks at them at like they're three or four years old. And so Ellie is one of these uh, people that is just super smart. She loves to, you know, sing and be on stage. And uh, Cassie is always looking, you know, how do we have fun? Do I'll give you an example. We watched WrestleMania. Oh. So I made them watch WrestleMania. Do you really think they want to watch WrestleMania? No, they don't nah, want to watch WrestleMania. Probably not. So I go to Cassie. She's 12. I go, listen, uh, you know, it's WrestleMania. It's a four-hour WWE event. We got to paint our faces. We got to have the war paint. And I was just kidding. She goes, oh, yeah, totally. And I'm like, oh, crap, now I have to do it. Now you have to do it. Now I have to do it. So she got all, you know, the face paint. She got it all out. Watching these two kids grow up, it's it's amazing. Uh, and, you know, they they are so caring. They're so loving. And I'm thinking, if they're 15 and 12, and my wife and I go there and visit, are they going to want to just, like, be on their phones and up, up in the room? And that wasn't the case. I thought, hey, they're teenagers, basically. They don't want to deal with us, do they? Like, don't they see us as kind of boring or they don't want to hang out? That's all they want to do is hang out. And so I give my brother and his wife a lot of credit for raising the kids, you know, like that. Because I would think if you're 15 or 12 and your aunt and uncle are coming, it'd be like, ugh. But it was a great time. We went to an escape room. We watched the wrestling event. We had some great dinners. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. And it's so cool to see them growing up. Ellie's going to prom. Oh, gosh, I can't do it anymore. It's uh, the Gatos and Chat Show. This is story time. What do you have, my friend? Man, it's been a heck of a week for uh, for young Jack. So he was here last week, and then he flew out Saturday morning. We stayed at uh, the Arizona Grand for the night so he could fly out early, and the kids had fun doing stuff. Uh, and then on uh, Saturday, we went home. But I knew it was going to be a tough week for him, so... Uh, 
Wednesday, he had to put his dog down. Oh, no. It's dog Oreo. So he adopted Oreo about three years ago or so. And Oreo, uh, about a month into to having them, he started having some problems. And he had a lot of diseases that he didn't know about. Mm-hmm. He was the sweetest dog. And so he, uh, they had to put him down. They made the appointment. They took him out the night before, got him the, the habit, which is, you know, a yummy burger place. They got him his own ice cream and all kinds of, he just, he, you know, to kind of send him out. And Jack was so devastated. Uh, Did he have to go in the room? Yeah, he went in the room. And I told him, I said, you got to do this. This is what you do. This is, you know, he's like, dad, I'm not used to animals dying. I said, I know. And he goes, you know, you're used to stuff like that. I said, it's never nice. I said, Jack, you know, even when I have to feed other animals to my animals, I don't like doing that. Yeah. But. Uh, How do you he, take it? Uh, he went in there. He was, t- he was, he said he ugly cried. That's okay. He ugly. I said, it's okay, man. I said, you know, you ugly cry for something like that. I said, it's, it's, that's totally fine. And uh, they didn't even want to go home that night. And they said their other dog. Uh, Chloe uh, wouldn't leave where Oreo laid. He said so. And then today was his highest hockey tournament. And uh, it was so awesome today because during my national show, if you listen, I didn't pay as much attention as probably I should (laughs) because I got a live stream of Jack's hockey game. You got to watch him. And I got to watch him. And it was such a trip because he's playing at the same place that my brother manages. (laughs) But I think the interesting thing is how is he going to play after a devastating few days. He really played horrible today. Plus, he had see, to drive at four in the morning. Yeah, that's tough So to his, ask a kid, yeah. hey, now you've got to be on your game, and your dog died two days ago. I wouldn't expect- Even yesterday when I talked to him, he was down. Yeah. Uh, and this morning, he was tired. Yeah. Uh, and then tonight, uh, he's got a game here in just a little bit. So It's a tough uh, life I lesson. said, dude, you got to go in there as a captain. You played a bad game. You say, guys, that's all. the whole team played a bad game. Yeah. Uh, it's on me. Uh, let's go. Let's shake it off. we got a whole weekend of games. But it was a tough week for him. Going uh, home is always tough. Then having to put your dog down. Uh, and then a, th- your, a game at 5.30 or 6 in the morning. Uh, tough week. Gosh. Well, listen. We're going to be back on Monday. Starting at 2. Becky Lynn is up with Arizona's Evening News. I want to wish everybody a happy Easter. Happy Easter, my friend. Happy Easter to you guys. Be safe out there, everybody.